You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 146. We're continuing in the book of 1 Samuel, and we see the champion of the Philistines, Goliath, challenging the Israelites to a fight every day. And they keep running scared. So we remember that the young shepherd boy, David, he's the guy who plays the harp for the king. Well, he tells the king that he'll go kill the Philistine. Of course, King Saul tells him that's just not going to happen. And he gives the young David his own armor and sends him off. But the armor is too heavy for the young boy. But he has a plan. And that plan involves God as he goes off to face the Philistine horror from Gath. And we are also continuing in the book of John. And Jesus spends his time assuring his followers that, yeah, they're going to be sad when he's gone, but they will soon experience a joy that they've never had in their lives. And he reminds them that the Holy Spirit is coming and will be a helper when Jesus is finally finished with his mission here. And that ultimately, Jesus will have victory over the world. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 to 58. Saul put his own clothes on David. He put a bronze helmet on David's head and armor on his body. David put on the sword and tried to walk around. He tried to wear Saul's uniform, but David was not used to all those heavy things. David said to Saul, I can't fight in these things. I'm not used to them. So David took them off. He took his walking stick in his hand and went to find five smooth stones from the stream. He put the five stones in his shepherd's bag and held his sling in his hand. Then he went out to meet the Philistine. The Philistine slowly walked closer and closer to David. Goliath's helper walked in front of him, carrying a large shield. Goliath looked at David and saw that he was nothing more than a handsome, healthy boy. Showing no respect for David, Goliath made fun of him. He said, What is that stick for? Did you come to chase me away like a dog? Then Goliath used the names of his gods to say curses against David. He said to David, Come here, and I'll feed your body to the birds and wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come to me using sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord, all-powerful, the God of the armies of Israel. You have said bad things about him. Today, the Lord will let me defeat you. I will kill you. I will cut off your head and feed your body to the birds and wild animals. And we will do the same thing to all the other Philistines. Then all the world will know there is a God in Israel. All the people gathered here will know 
that the Lord doesn't need swords or spears to save people. The battle belongs to the Lord, and he will help us defeat all of you. Goliath the Philistine slowly walked towards David to attack him, but David ran out to meet Goliath. David took out a stone from his back, put it in his sling, and swung the sling. The stone flew from the sling and hit Goliath right between the eyes. The stone sank deep into his head, and Goliath fell to the ground, face down. So David defeated the Philistine with only a sling and one stone. He hit the Philistine and killed him. David didn't have a sword, so he ran and stood beside the Philistine. Then David pulled out Goliath's own sword and used it to cut off his head. When the other Philistines saw their hero was dead, they turned and ran. The soldiers of Israel and Judah shouted and started chasing the Philistines. The Israelites chased them all the way to the city limits of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. They killed many of the Philistines. Their bodies were scattered along the Sharim Road all the way to Gath and Ekron. After chasing the Philistines, the Israelites came back to the Philistine camp and took many things from that camp. David took the Philistines' head to Jerusalem, but he kept the Philistines' weapons at home. As Saul watched David go out to fight Goliath, he spoke to Abner, the commander of the army. Abner, who is that young man's father? Abner answered, I swear, I don't know, sir. King Saul said, Find out who his father is. When David came back after killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul. David was still holding the Philistine's head. Saul asked him, the Young man, who is your father? David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse, from Bethlehem. 1 Samuel chapter 18 After David finished talking with Saul, the king's son, Jonathan, developed a strong friendship with David. He loved David as much as he loved his own life. After that, Saul decided to keep David with him. He would not let David go back home to his father. Jonathan loved David so much that they made a special agreement. Jonathan took off the coat he was wearing and gave it to David. In fact, Jonathan gave David his whole uniform, including his sword, his bow, and even his belt. David went to fight wherever Saul sent him. He was very successful. So Saul put him in charge of the soldiers. This pleased everyone, even Saul's officers. David would go out to fight against the Philistines. On the way home after the battles, women in every town in Israel would come out to meet him. They sang and danced for joy as they played their tambourines and lyres. They did this right in front of Saul. The women sang, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands. The song upset Saul, and he became very angry. Saul thought, The women gave David credit for killing tens of thousands of the enemy, and they gave me credit for only thousands. A little more of this, and they will give him the kingdom itself. So from that time on, Saul watched David very closely. 
The next day, an evil spirit from God took control of Saul, and he went wild in his house. David played the harp to calm him, as he usually did. But Saul had a spear in his hand. He thought, I'll pin David to the wall. Saul threw the spear twice, but David jumped out of the way both times. The Lord had left Saul and was now with David, so Saul was afraid of David. Saul sent David away and made him a commander over 1,000 soldiers. This put David out among the men, even more as they went into battle and returned. The Lord was with David, so he was successful in everything. Saul saw how successful David was and became even more afraid of him. But all the people in Israel and Judah loved David because he was out among them and led them into battle. One day Saul said to David, Here's my oldest daughter, Merib. I will let you marry her if you prove yourself to be one of my brave warriors by fighting the Lord's battles. Saul was really thinking, Now, I will not have to kill David. I will let the Philistines kill him for me. But David said, I'm not an important man from an important family. I can't marry the king's daughter. So when the time came for David to marry Saul's daughter, Saul gave her instead to Adriel from Meholah. People told Saul that his daughter Michal loved David. This made Saul happy. He thought, I will use Michal to trap David. I will let Michal marry David, and then I will let the Philistines kill him. So Saul said to David a second time, You can marry my daughter today. Saul commanded his officers to speak to David in private. He told them to say, Look, the king likes you. His officers like you. You should marry his daughter. Saul's officers said these things to David, but David answered, Do you think it is easy to become the king's son-in-law? I'm just a poor, ordinary man. Saul's officers told Saul what David had said. Saul told them, Say this to David. David, the king doesn't want you to pay money for his daughter. He wants to get even with his enemy. So the price for marrying his daughter is 100 Philistine foreskins. That was Saul's secret plan. He thought the Philistines would kill David. Saul's officers told this to David. David was happy that he had a chance to become the king's son-in-law. So immediately, he and his men went out to fight the Philistines. They killed 200 Philistines. David took the foreskins of those Philistines and gave them to Saul. He did this because he wanted to become the king's son-in-law. Saul let David marry his daughter, Michal. He said that the Lord was with David, and he also saw that his daughter, Michal, loved David. So Saul became even more afraid of David and was against him the rest of his life. The Philistine commanders continued to go out to fight the Israelites, but David defeated them every time. He became famous as Saul's best officer. John chapter 16 verse 5 to chapter 17 verse 5. Jesus is speaking to his followers. 
Now I am going back to the one who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? You are filled with sadness because I have told you all this. Let me assure you, it is better for you that I go away. I say this because when I go away, I will send the helper to you. But if I did not go, the helper would not come. When the helper comes, he will show the people of this world how wrong they are. He will show who is guilty of sin, who has God's approval, and who will get God's judgment. The helper will show them that they are the sinners because they don't believe in me. He will show them they are wrong about who is approved by God. Clearly, I am the one approved because I am going to the Father and you will not see me then. And he will show them they are wrong about who really deserves God's judgment. Yes, in fact, their leader has already been judged guilty. I have so much more to tell you, but it is too much for you to accept now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears and will tell you what will happen in the future. The spirit of truth will bring glory to me by telling you what he receives from me. All that the Father has is mine. That is why I said that the spirit will tell you what he receives from me. After a short time, you won't see me. Then after another short time, you will see me again. Some of the followers said to each other, What does he mean when he says, After a short time, you won't see me. Then after another short time, you will see me again. And what does he mean when he says, Because I am going to the Father? They also asked, What does he mean by a short time? We don't understand what he's saying. Jesus saw that the followers wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking each other what I meant when I said, After a short time you won't see me, and after another short time you will see me again? The truth is, you will cry and be sad, but the world will be happy. You will be sad, but then your sadness will change to happiness. When a woman gives birth to a baby, she has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the pain. She forgets because she is so happy that a child has been born into the world. It is the same with you. Now you are sad, but I will see you again and you will be happy. You will have a joy that no one can take away. In that day, you will not have to ask me about anything. And I assure you, my father will give you anything you ask him for in my name. You have never asked for anything in this way before, but ask in my name and you will receive and you will have the fullest joy possible. I have told you these things using words that hide the meaning. But the time will come when I will not use words like that to tell you things. I will speak to you in plain words about the Father. And you will be able to ask the Father for things in my name. I am not saying that I will have to ask the Father for you. The Father himself loves you because you have loved me. And he loves you because you have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father into the world. 
Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then his followers said, You are already speaking plainly to us. You were not using words that hide the meaning. We can see now that you know all things. You answer our questions even before we ask them. This makes us believe that you came from God. Jesus said, So now you believe. Listen to me. A time is coming when you will be scattered, each to your own home. In fact, that time is already here. You will leave me and I will be alone. But I'm never really alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that you can have peace in me. In this world, you will have troubles. But be brave. I have defeated the world. After Jesus said these things, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come. Give glory to your Son so that the Son can give glory to you. You gave the Son power over all people so that he could give eternal life to all those you have given to him. And this is eternal life, that people can know you, the only true God, and that they can know Jesus Christ, the one you sent. I finished the work you gave me to do. I brought you glory on earth. And now, Father, give me glory with you. Give me the glory I had with you before the world was made. Psalms chapter 68, verses 1 through 6. With the music director, a psalm of David, a psalm. God, get up and scatter your enemies. May all your enemies run from you. You scatter your enemies like smoke blown away by the wind. Just like wax melting away in a fire, your enemies are destroyed when you come. But let good people be happy. Let them gather before God and enjoy themselves together. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Prepare the way for the one who rides on the clouds. His name is Yah. Worship before him with joy. God lives in his holy palace. He is the father to orphans, and he takes care of widows. God provides homes for those who are lonely. He frees people from prison and makes them happy. But those who turn against him will live in the desert. Thank you, everyone. That was day 146. Join us for day 147. We're continuing in the book of 1 Samuel. And Saul wants to kill David. And it's only his son, Jonathan, that comes to David's aid. And David and Jonathan make an agreement that Jonathan will do anything David says. And so they formulate a plan to win Saul's favor once again at the new moon celebration. And in the book of John, Jesus continues praying to God. And he prays about his followers. He prays for their protection. But he also prays for those who believe in him because of the teaching his followers give them. 
We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.